0: Good morning, welcome in, welcome back, our apologies on the Tuesday, a little personalist issues, but uh, we're ready to go for a Thursday, we're bringing the heat today,
1: Connor. We are bringing the heat, lots to go over, lots of exciting games, Dustin Crum, is he the new king in Ottawa? Three game rule, three game rule, three game rule.
0: But yes, Dustin Crum looks to be the new king. Um I think the biggest thing with Dustin Crum, Connor, is the undesigned running ability. Where it's starting to break down, instead of forcing a bad throw like we've seen countless other quarterbacks do, he just says, screw it, I'm going. And Yes, you know what? It's not a long-term solution to just take off and run for 100 yards. But my God, when you can get that from your quarterback, it changes
1: the outlook on a game. To quote Christopher Nolan, because Oppenheimer is coming out, I guess today, now that it's Thursday, Dustin Crum is not the hero Ottawa deserves, but he's the hero they need right now. The dude's ability to take off is incredible. And like you said, it's not going to work long-term. It's not uh, it's not necessarily a long-term fix, but it's working right now. And it worked well enough to force that incredible comeback on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who I think we all turned that game off and went, eh, yeah, Winnipeg's got this one sealed up, only to check the score an hour and a half later. And flock to the tv to have to turn it back on but yeah i was I at think, a wedding and i was like oh this game looks like it's going to overtime i need to turn it off it's it was it was insane and i think uh not to not to spoil anything here but i think there's going to be a lot of dustin crumb fantasy picks this week i do want to talk about the CFL
0: uh pff grades though from this last week connor so when we look at the uh the week six quarterback grades. Some people have been kind of upset about Dustin crumb being fifth on the list behind guys like Jared Deggy and Matt Schultz and Clarison Kelly. But those two are kind of separating themselves from the pack. Um, and I just want to say PFF does not look at a 19 point fourth quarter and go, Oh my God, they played an amazing game. They look at a 19 point fourth quarter and go, Wow. He went, like, almost 50% on his throws for the game. No passing touchdowns and a turnover. Huh. Okay. That's not the best passing grade. Now, where his rushing grade would be much higher, that's not what this quarterback grade is on. Um, it is turnover-worthy plays, completion percentage, big time throws which he had two of despite having such a big comeback and yards per attempt which he was the second lowest in front of only Trevor Harris. So when we're talking about what <laughs> what uh quarterback grades need to be higher. I'm surprised it isn't lower in all honesty.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. The other thing I want to say about the PFF stuff too is like I think a lot of the times, you know, certainly with, with their college stuff and with their with their NFL stuff. And I think this is kind of spilling over into the CFL a little bit. But I think the I think a lot of the time with PFF, like people take what PFF has to say as like written in stone, as gospel. But in this case with the CFL, PFF wasn't doing anything CFL related before the start of this year. So I think there's a little bit of two and don't get me wrong like they do a ton of great work i know they have a ton of really smart football people in the building at pff but like they're not necessarily they're not necessarily the most cfl inclined people they've been doing the college and nfl thing for years now they're just kind of getting started on the cfl stuff who's to say they even have a single cfl fan in the building this might just be something that gets dumped on somebody's desk and they're kind of like Okay, yeah, I I mean, there's no football on right now, so I got to watch CFL football, whatever. But let's keep in mind, this is the first year they're doing stuff with CFL. They're not necessarily going to be the most CFL inclined people. So a lot of these rankings, too, and I'm not disagreeing with your Dustin Crumb thing. I actually do agree with that. I'm just saying in general. These rankings might not be what people expect or what people think they should be. Because how much CFL experience really does whoever's grading have with the CFL? If it was Marshall Ferguson, if it was our guy Marsh doing all these PFF grades, sure. Yeah, I'd put a lot of stock and a lot of weight into that, but it's not. And I know these guys are smart, but geez. Here's some stuff. It goes beyond the stat
0: sheet of, oh my God, Dustin Crumb had 100 rushing yards and they had a big comeback. That's great. The things that PFF is looking for is not just... You completed a five-yard pass the wide side of the field in uh, cover three hold where the corners bailed 12, 15 yards off, and you just take a long throw and you get a small completion. Okay. Some of the stuff they're looking at, if you go down and see some of the other positions, like look at James Butler, explosive runs, five. Explosive run is 10 plus yards. Missed, tackles, forced. So how many defenders did he make miss? on his way not just how many broken tackles how many tackles didn't even get to touch him because of his running style and then first downs rushing like those the first downs rushing is kind of a stat sheet but when you're looking at how to change a game and his pff grade from that that's a huge outlook on a football game if you'd have 5 10 plus yard runs by a single ball carrier that changes the game and that's where we get the 88.7 for him
1: yeah no i hear you saying too like a lot of the stuff pff is it goes beyond it's the kind of intangible stuff within the game like you said like with those missed tackles forrester or with those explosive runs explosive passes whatever it may be i like the C- the i like the pff and the cfl product a lot i think it's a great tool that we have right now but i i do think that it's going to take time to become truly accurate but right now i don't necessarily think they're doing a bad job or anything like that i I think people just need to kind of slow their roll when looking at this pff stuff because as much as it is you know they're trying to make it math and science and and it is a really fun way to view the game at its core, that's what it is for the fans: fun. This is supposed to be fun. I love the grades and stuff, but but don't don't let these formulas and this this PFF stuff rile you up. It shouldn't rile you up too much. There's also an eye test that you know gets done every week, and that's Phil. There it is. <laughs> uh, okay, when
0: we talk about the Calgary Stampeders, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I think it's time for me to stop playing a quarterback in fantasy. Because back-to-back weeks now, and it has cost me in our fantasy league, my quarterback has gotten injured. Trevor Harris, the man,
1: went down, sadly. Yeah, I guess it's fine time in Saskatchewan now, though. Ha 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 ha! No no no! Connor Shea Patterson's gonna play. Don't even say that.
0: I'm I'm bringing it on. Oh my! He's good. He's wearing a smoked out visor. Connor, you
1: can't you can't not love Shea Patterson. I can I can because I had to watch him suck for two years at Michigan. Hey, he sucked, so JJ McCarthy could grow. Yeah, sure, he sucked, so McCarthy could grow. But you also had McCaffrey on the roster, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother, who. Was an absolute menace. Guys like six foot one hundred and had the strongest arm of any quarterback on the roster, including Shea Patterson. But no, let's play the grad transfer that couldn't get it done at Old Miss. Oh my God! Anyway, Relax. anyway, Relax. Um, you called it too. I will stay in the Calgary Saskatchewan game, you called it too. We we were bagging on Jake Mayer last week, and then he comes out and throws for three hundred and two touchdowns. Well, I told you this was going to happen, but
0: even in the game, we got the full Jake Mayer experience.
1: We oh, go, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't a pretty 300 yards. We go a three point first
0: quarter. Okay, very slow. A 17 point second quarter. Holy crap. Look at the deep shots he's taken to Luther Hakan Vanu and, uh, and then it's nothing in the third quarter. And then it's a scoring driver, too. And then all of a sudden it's, hey, you got a minute. Drive the field and win us the game. Oh, okay. And he comes out and lights it up. Um, I'm ready for it this week, though, Connor. In the true of true Jake Mayer experiences, this is going to be one. Ottawa's defense is not messing around. You're not putting up 30 points on them like you just did Saskatchewan.
1: No, I'm actually really intrigued with this matchup and, and we'll get to it in a bit when we get to the to the betting stuff and the the game breakdowns. But I agree with you. Like I think uh I think Ottawa's got a, a bit of a more aggressive, a little bit stronger defense than than the riders do. And I do think it's gonna give Jake Mayer and the Stamps a little bit of problems, especially we saw uh Luther walking around in a boot this week, too. If you don't have that kind of big body deep threat, and I know Begleton went for like 92 yards in the game as well, but the body type of Hakuna if if he's not there on the field that does take away a deep threat option for Calgary and I think that Ottawa's front seven might have an opportunity here to just pin their ears back and go
0: oh yeah I you know what let's just let's just go right to it because I'm I'm done talking about Calgary and Jake Mayer's up and down behavior um Actually, Clark Barnes, 230 yards all-purpose last week, 250.
1: Right now, is Clark Barnes in the running for Rookie of the Year?
0: Yeah, because who else would qualify for it?
1: Austin Mack, Taequann Mizel. Those are the two I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Oh, yeah, Mac might um, have it. Mack, Mack might have it. Yes, but now their secondary is getting healthy and Jamal Peters is back, he may see a drop. Whereas Clark Barnes keeps seeing injuries in front of him, so he's going to keep getting opportunities.
1: <laughs> and he started since week one.
0: Yeah. I don't know. He's Austin starting, Mack, Austin, Mac probably take it. Actually, Dustin Crow could take it if
1: this trend continues. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Don't start... Don't start. You yourself said at the top of this podcast, three-game rule. Three-game rule. I know, I know. We're talking about hypothetical awards. Um,
0: okay. <clears throat> Thursday night, two-night. Edmonton, Winnipeg. Have you seen the line for this yet? Yeah, I thought it opened up like 14.5 or 15. 14.5. Is it sticking out of that? The Blue Bombers. Oh, and you know what the worst part is, Connor. That's a good bet for Winnipeg. Is it? Yeah. Is it? For one reason and one reason only. Edmonton cannot stop
1: the run. Edmonton can't stop anything. <laughs> uh, Edmonton cannot
0: stop the run. And what is one thing Winnipeg is hell-bent on doing. Oh,
1: running the football. Yeah. They have, in in the league, up to week seven here, they have the most rushing attempts with 137. Edmonton's in second with 107. They have 30 more rushing attempts than anybody else in the league right now. Okay, so Winnipeg averages 110 a game.
0: Edmonton averages 148 against. Yeah, that's not good. If you have Brady Oliveira in your fantasy,
1: this might be the week for it. Yeah, I think so because they also have teams have run the most against Edmonton too. There's been 150 rushing attempts against Edmonton, and they're giving up basically six yards of carry.
0: Yeah, like this is this is a matchup nightmare and for Winnipeg, it does not matter which quarterback Edmonton is throwing at them. We can talk Trey Ford here in a minute because there was more given by Chris Jones in the scrum this week. Um, but Winnipeg's defense is flying around. They're getting some players back healthy. Um, defense kind of taking different shape. Les Moreau, Les Moreau is actually starting at Will linebacker this week, Connor. Ooh, shout out to him. Um, but no, their, their defense is ready to go. And after blowing a game last week, an angry Winnipeg with a struggling Elks team at home, the whiteout game, this is a
1: recipe for disaster if you're an Elks fan. It's going to be a tough place to walk in and play. The whiteout A is just sick. One of my favorite things that Winnipeg, not not only the Bombers, but Winnipeg sports, like I'm not a huge hockey guy, admittedly, but when the Jets go white out in the playoffs, that's like, it is intimidating. It's intimidating. And uh, Edmonton still searching for the first win to go into IG field, play in that environment. I'm with you. It's going to be a tough game. And uh, if we want to get into the betting stuff right now, just dive right into what we're talking about this game. It's a 14 point, it's a 14 and a half point line. Like we said, the money line is minus 900 for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And oh boy, I hate to do it. This scares the hell out of me, but I think Winnipeg's going to be pissed off after last week. And I'm actually going to ride that 14 and a half point line for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think they cover it. I do not think Edmonton's going to be able to keep up in this game, especially, especially with Kenny Lawler back. That's just another weapon that Winnipeg
0: doesn't need. Anytime touchdown score, Kenny Lawler is plus one hundred. Safe to say, they're going to want to get him involved. Sadly, I could not see, seem to find a Kenny Lawler in the fantasy lineup this week. Are you sure? I I did it. Tuesday
1: is he in? It's that meme. You sure about that? Did you find sure him? about that? Yeah, he's in my lineup. Not to spoil anything, but he's in my lineup this week. God damn it.
0: Okay, well, I have a different Winnipeg Blue Bomber. I'm fine with my lineup. Let's move on. Actually, the other one, Brady Oliveira is set at 80 and a half yards rushing for his prop. As high as in, like, usually the rule of thumb is 60-ish yards, 65 yards, is where you want to hover for something you're going to bet the over on. Brady Oliveira at 80, Connor's
1: giving me the look like, yeah, I think I kinda want to take that. <laughs> I yeah, in this matchup, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for like one ten and another 30 through the air. Like I would this would not shock me whatsoever if this was like uh just a Brady Oliveira dominated and week.
0: For Edmonton, no Jamin Pelly. No Niles Morgan. Two
1: of their key defenders. The middle of the field is going to be, I'm not going to say wide open for Brady Oliver, but there's going to be opportunity.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all in on the Edmonton line this week, as sad as it is to say,
1: at 14 and a half. I mean, it's... What can you say about it? It really is... I don't want to be like an ass about this, but... Edmonton is making it easy for for fans and media and anybody who talks about the league to pick against them at this point. Like, what improvement have they shown from week one to now? Sure, the closest game they had, they lost on a bad mistake. Why am I confident taking Edmonton against a team that's been to the Great Cup now three times in a row and has, a, has that level of pure professionalism in the cfl and they're one of the most buttoned up teams and they're ready for almost any situation sure yeah and i know people are gonna be like yeah well they lost that one to ottawa last week yeah because dustin crumb came out and put his superman cape on that's why they lost it but like what what has edmonton done to kind of make me want to pick them in this game absolutely nothing and thank you for coming to my ted talk that's my rant for today okay on the trey ford thing before we move off edmonton for good this week uh Chris
0: Jones said in his scrum this week media availability on Monday, Tuesday, Monday um he, that he just simply hasn't shown the consistent playmaking ability or the consistent ability to make the throws he needs to uh through training camp and through practices while he did say like he's getting he's getting towards like where he was at last year to have that much regression in your rookie quarterback who had started from for you come all the way back through an off season and have taken two or three steps back in terms of his development that would really explain it Connor as simple as it sounds like Bing, 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 bing. There's our answer. Now we know why we haven't gotten Trey Ford this year. If he can't make the throws consistently that Deggie and Cornelius are making in practice, what
1: good is it going to do to throw him out there in a game? Very hard to argue the words of the head coach. He's at practice every day. He's evaluating film every single day. He's watching that roster every day. So if he says, you know, Trey Ford is just not our guy and, until he proves that he can be we're not going to give him that shot. I I kind of have to believe it. There's a part of me that just wants to be like, ah, this is just classic Chris Jones deception. Maybe he's just talking, tired of talking about it in the media, but I really don't think so. Like this year, Chris Jones, the Oaks organization really, but uh, they've been kind of, I guess they have no choice, but they've been pretty much nothing but honest all year long. So if if this year, if I'm going to believe anything, Chris Jones says, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be inclined to believe it this year. Uh I will say Chris Jones is the man. He's got this. Hopefully. Does he? Does he have this though? Not the next three
0: weeks, but he's got this after that. For those that don't know, the Elk schedule goes Bombers, BC, Bombers again. It's a tough
1: schedule. Ta-da! It's a, it's a you tough made it halfway run.
0: through the year. <laughs>
1: Okay. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's let's move on. Sorry. Injury riddled team, Hamilton
0: Tiger Cats starting Uncle Rico at quarterback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I, Not quite. I don't,
0: I don't know where to go with this team, Connor. Um line is eight and a half. I think that's extremely generous. The Argos are humming on offense and defense. And the Thai cats are just starting to slowly get depleted at the most important position in football. Bo is not back. Schilt now on the six-game list. They are going with...
1: Taylor Powell. Taylor Powell, who has Ooh, how many career say, starts? He's, yeah, but he's rocking number zero. So, bonus points there.
0: Oh, so take them as eight-and-a-half-point dogs.
1: Bonus points there. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, though. I really don't know how this is going to fare for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They also did bring in Antonio Pipkin, but really, what's he shown as a, as a starting quarterback in the CFL? Hell of a short game guy, but you know, if they're forced to go to Pipkin, I don't know what that's going to mean for the game. Not good things, I don't think, but uh, hey, you said it. Eight and a half point line in favor of the Toronto Argonauts. I'm not even going to bother explaining this one. If this was a 10 point line, I'd take it. I'm riding with the Argos. The Ticats are just absolutely far too depleted in this game.
0: Okay, take a listen to the Ticats' six-game injured list. Tunde, Mason Bennett, Joel Figueroa, Alex Fontana, uh, Bo, Kyle Saxlid. Well, oh, wait, that's three of their starting five and O-line. Matthew Schultz. Oh, there's their two starting quarterbacks this year. Cedric Wilcox, Dylan Wynn, uh, Beauchon Joseph, Anthony Johnson, and then STE and Miles Manwell, but he's a teamer for them. Not good. They are just struggling to get anything on board right now. And in terms of Taylor Powell Connor. He spent uh, five games with the Ticats last year. Two completions, 47 yards, and a touchdown. There we go. But in terms of the photo, Connor, he played at Missouri from 2017 to 2019. Then he went to Troy. Then he went to Eastern Michigan. Then he came to the CFL. And the photo that we have for his profile is from before the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Crazy. I do not expect good things to come for the Hamilton Tiger Cats this week. And if I'm wrong, uh, I'll be glad to be wrong. But this team is on the brink of devastation at this point in the year. And we're only seven weeks in. Would you rather be the Tiger Cats or the Elks? The Tiger Cats, because at least I know we can win some games. And yeah, have I won some you. games this year. It's not like
0: they're throwing healthy bodies out and just still getting
1: beaten. They're throwing out
0: the best they can possibly have because of the injury situation. Uh, Yeah,
1: for me, this is just a storm that the Ticats need to weather. For the Elks, this has been like a year-long hurricane. Two-year-long hurricane. Well,
0: James Butler... My blessings to you, son. This game's all on you. <laughs> uh, can we put out an APB for Curly Gittens? I miss him. My I do. Devontae yeah. Coxie taking all the targets. Not the worst thing in the world. Did you see the one handed touchdown last week?
1: Yeah, did you see the 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 shot of it that everybody was asking for that they finally released from like, the end zone?
0: No, no, no. Did you see the set of shuttered shots? That yeah, that's what
1: I was talking about. That's what I was talking yeah. about.
0: Not just the one photo. The whole damn thing. In yeah, progression. it was. That ooh. is sick. Um Incredible catch. Honestly, the only total I would go for in this is the over of 49 and a half. And that's because I think the is just going to score so many points that they're going to probably crush most of it on their own.
1: I don't know. Even if they score 30 points, you're still asking you're still asking Hamilton to put up like 20. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm not confident in that one. I might take the under in this game. If I'm looking at any any bets outside of the money line or the spread, I'm taking DeMonte Coxie plus 160 anytime touchdown. <laughs> oh, that's
0: that's better odds than Kenny Lawler. Okay, Connor. Uh, Next up, Sask at BC. It's an afternoon game in the West Coast. Uh, Another huge line. Yeah, with no Trevor Harris, this game really takes a different spin. Uh, Mason Fine. I think we're going to get Shea Patterson for a bunch of this game, Connor. I don't know. Mason Fine was okay last year, but he didn't show anything special, right? That's why they went in and signed Trevor Harris.
1: Um, you didn't really need to tag the the last year on that. I think you could have just stopped that Mason Fine is okay. I I think that is the how I would describe Mason Fine's quarterback play right now. <laughs>
0: um I don't know. We'll see, we'll see where he goes and how he, he
1: looks in his first start of the year. But, I'm more confident in fine than Powell, but I don't know how confident I am in fine altogether. In terms of the
0: BC Lions, Connor, this is going to be a gun show. They are going to be throwing the ball so much downfield. um, Kind of like Nick Marshall, grab a pick in this game. If on one of your sports lines, you can find that. Um, we're just kind of using FanDuel this year since we lost our partner because they are no longer in Ontario. <laughs> uh, come back, cool Uh, but there's a lot of receiver props. Hatch is sixty six. Uh, Rhymes is sixty six. Sean Baines, fifty three, which actually might not be bad. Uh, Tevin Jones sixty. Lucky Whitehead forty six. So, um, there's lots to be had. Pick your poison. I'm thinking a lot of these receivers are probably going to go over. Even with Mason Fine at quarterback, the two Sask receivers, Connor are gonna get a lot of short targets and make something happen after the catch.
1: Yeah, that's been the uh been the model all year this year, especially with, you know, no Lennius, no KSB. It's been up to Jones and and Bain to kind of get open, get in space, use their speed, use their legs. Um, With the speed, again, to talk about speed, to counter speed, the back-end speed of the BC Lions, the back-end playmaking ability of the BC Lions, the fact that Matthew Betts has been a man uncaged this season. First, I think that the DBs are going to be able to feast in this game a little bit, knowing that there's a new quarterback, knowing that he might get a little antsy and maybe throw some up. But it's also nice to have that reassurance of Matthew Betts, who you know is going to bust his way into the backfield and make something happen and force Mason Fine to, you know, lob one up, put one in a bad spot, or even just get there for a sack. Um, Yeah, I, I'm not super confident in Saskatchewan's ability to push the ball downfield in this game, especially with how damn good the bc defense has been this year especially as i just said the, the dbs and bets who for my money right now defensive player of the year oh without a doubt even an uh, a he could even be an mop candidate right now <laughs> you could toss him into the conversation i wouldn't say you're wrong yeah the um
0: or moc i guess Oh, just go all the way to most the Canadian. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair for Matthew bets to be in moc talks, uh, for this
1: year. But Connor, we've got the game that I really want to talk about today. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We haven't got the lines yet, though. It's we did. We've t- made our pick. Are we going BC minus ten and a half? Yes. Okay. So we have taken. Come on. We have taken. You want to bet Matthew bets?
0: Well, Matthew bets probably gonna put up the
1: ten points by himself. He'll kick it the could. damn field goal if we need could. to. He'll <laughs> kick the damn field goal. Uh, just just a bit of a recap for for all the listeners listeners out there. Winnipeg, we're we are crazy people taking Winnipeg at fourteen and a half, it's taking Toronto at eight and a half, not taking crazy. BC at ten and a half. One of them taking like doesn't have to hit the Ottawa Redblacks at plus four and a
0: half points. Oh yeah,
1: easy, easy. I saw that this morning and I was like, "Yep, money." I feel hey. confident in Ottawa on the road in this game. I really do. We just talked about. Great defenses. So let's talk about another.
0: Oh uh, the one thing that BC or that Calgary has going for them this year, Connor, consistently is their rushing attack. Whether it was Kadeem Carey earlier or Dedrick Mills since they have been running the ball at a clip. And with Dedrick Mills, Connor. They're about hundred yards a game rushing. Ottawa's opposing rush yards is at 72. Connor, they're the second best rush defense in the freaking CFL. And that's despite having not the lowest amount of carries. Like with Toronto sitting at their 63, they've also got the fused rush attempts against them. Ottawa averages 3.6 yards per carry against them. That is going to make the difference against Calgary in this game. And when you look at uh Diedrich Mills and all the fantastic things he has done. He sets up this offense. They're not just firing deep balls without being in second and short positions where they could feel like, you know what, if we have to go for it on third, we can. Uh the Ottawa defense stops that this week. Yeah, they've are... got so many talented players in your front seven that can get after Jake Marin, and make him feel uncomfortable. And we know when he's uncomfortable and he does not have a run game, like any regular quarterback would, you really start to falter. Um, I I have a feeling their defensive line makes the difference in this game. And Dustin Crumb just has to run
1: the damn ball. Which, whether it's designed or not, I think he's going to. He just seems to have that kind of intangible ability to read the field, look, okay, nothing's there. I know I'm fast enough to you know, at least get 5, 10 yards on this play. And if the middle of the field is really open, I know I'm fast enough to break loose and go for a game-winning touchdown uh, such as he did last week. But I, I'm i with you. The Ottawa defense in this one is going to – I think it's going to break the game wide open in favor of Ottawa. I I Again, we saw – we know the pattern with Jake Mayer. We saw his breakout game last week. I think he's going to run into an Ottawa defense that is really able to kind of cage and contain Jake Mayer. And I think they're just going to make, I think it's just going to make for a, a really tough day for these Calgary Stampeders. I think this is the only, the only safe underdog this week, I would say, is the Ottawa Red Blacks. Mind you, anything can happen in the Canadian football Oh, absolutely football you can. Absolutely you can. <laughs>
0: Uh no, I uh I do want to say that the the lines this week are are large for a reason. I think that the Ty Cats Argos game would be closer if they had Schultz or Bo. Um Sask BC would be closer if they had Trevor Harris. Uh but the rest of these lines I like the Winnipeg and Ottawa line, I think this is where they were naturally going to sit. Um so it's nice to see the Red Blacks make uh make a couple big plays. All right, so that's two where we're going. Two home wins? Not just one. Not just no, one. they're on the road. They're on the two. road. Two. I know, I know. But they have two home wins now.
1: Oh, yeah. It's amazing. They doubled it up from last year already. We're only at week seven. Sky's the limit.
0: Okay. Uh, fantasy talk, Connor. And then we'll get out because this is uh, this is a lengthy podcast for people on a Thursday morning. Wow.
1: Well, we are... Uh... We are making up for our lack of a Tuesday here. I will start it off with my roster because I always give you the chance to go first. I'm taking it away this week. I'm going because I'm ready. I'm locked in. I'm happy about my roster this week. Not really. I'll probably change it up. This is what it this is where I'm going as of Thursday morning. I am doing it. Defense. I'm riding with the Red Blacks defense against Calgary Stampeters. I am doing it. Going with the Red Blacks defense. 8.9k, I'm doing it. Then I'm going with their quarterback, Dustin Crum. I'm doing it against the Stamps. Five, five k for Dustin Crum. Sign me up. Running backs, AJ Olette and James Butler, because I don't think Hamilton has any other choice in this game other than to get James Butler, the Rock. So if he has like 20 touches in this game, which might be possible, opportunity for yards. I'm taking the opportunity. Wide receivers, Keon Hatcher, Kenny Lawler, and I'm going with another Red Black, Justin Hardy. I've got some similar picks to you, Connor, but we differ. Okay. You're give me faces about the Red Blacks defense, though. What was that about?
0: What did we talk about with the Argonauts and the Tiger Cats? How the Argos just have. A thousand players making turnovers, and the Ticats are throwing out a patchwork offensive line, and their third quarterback of the year at nine k flat. I guess that's what a hundred dollars more. Connor, you could have had the Toronto Argos defense. That's where I'm starting. I do well, like you though with the well, well, well.
1: Pro. I did just make that adjustment because I do have the money for it. So changing it up, you convinced me. Toronto defense. Uh live on air. Dustin Crumb
0: is in a quarterback. Yes. Brady Oliveira is my captain this week. 14k. Uh Sean Shivers. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him in uh for BC. It does not look like type my is gonna go, although I saw something this morning that He's was been like full, full full. He's been full full. Yeah, see, I gotta make that change. Uh when I made this roster on Tuesday afternoon, I, it did not look like he was going. Uh but then I've got Demonte Coxie, Dom Rhymes, and Justin Hardy as well. So uh, we'll we'll make some changes to my roster as we go. But for now, that's where we're
1: at. I like it enough that you convinced me to change my defense. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, certainly is different. I think uh, before we wrap it up, like we we both took Justin Hardy and this is going to backfire on me now that I'm saying it out loud, but I really do think he's kind of my sleeper pick of the week, especially as of late. I mean, against Winnipeg, he had five, seven targets, five receptions, 80 yards. Against Hamilton, he had 12 targets, seven catches. Uh, Edmonton was a bit of a down week. Then you come back week two with Calgary, 10 targets, 57 yards. I think think Justin Hardy is really a, a, a valuable sleeper pick for the Red Blacks in this game. He is when the ball is in his hands, when the ball is going his way, he's incredibly productive with with his target share.
0: Yeah, I Coxy has has immersed the top receiver for for Toronto this year. So I, I have no qualms going with him at twelve K. No, that was a good pick. I almost did it too. Mind you, I wish I could have kept my damn list. Why does Sean Shivers have to not get touches this week?
1: He might still he might still might not be a bad pick, but if my so is fully miss. healthy, I think he's going to get the majority of the share.
0: Yeah, I know. I uh, we'll see. I'm not happy with having to change my roster now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave him in, anyways. Uh, if I have to make a change closer to, I will. Um, but I'm I'm loving the Oliveira play this week, Connor. Just going to feast. I Edmonton. would
1: absolutely take the the over in the rushing yards, even though it's like eighty yards. I think I th- I'm right there with you. I think it is going to be an Oliveira, an Oliveira dominated game. I'm uh, excited to see where all the action goes this week,
0: but I'm also excited to see our Canadian football leagues, like the OUA, start to get going. And you know what whistle all the coaches are using? Hit them, hit them with it. Fox 40, you guys already know. They're uh, the worldwide leaders in whistle tech. They dominate the marketplace and they have so much more than that too. Coaching boards, merchandise, nautical equipment, Uh, 15% off with the code CFP15 at checkout. Uh, Once again, fox40shop.com, CFP15 at checkout.
1: As we wrap it up, a reminder to stay tuned to our social media channels at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neal, at CF Perspective. We got tons of stuff coming out all the time. That and as a he race
0: around the corner. So get ready for that too. Wow. Connor just had an unbelievably large sneeze and he got his hand over to the mute button on his microphone in time to let it go. That, was, plus.
1: that was painful. That was painful. I'm glad I got over there in time. I was scared. Let
0: this oh, But... Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your CFL football that starts tonight. Stay safe throughout the weekend and enjoy the weather.